Ramble. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to Pretty Basic. Hello guys. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, my heart is currently racing and I can't breathe and my legs are quivering. I'm not sure if that's because I just finished a Whitney Simmons workout and I'm winded and out of shape or if I'm just nervous because I'm currently recording my first ever solo episode of Pretty Basic. This is Remy, in case you can't tell. Hello. I don't know why I'm so nervous. I've been doing this podcast for a year and a half with Alicia. I've been making YouTube videos for like seven years, which is essentially a podcast, but with video attached to it. If anything, that's more nerve wracking because you have to like look cute. Anyways, I'm currently alone because we figured that this week it would be fun to just try out. Well, I'm going to do a solo episode this week. And in the next couple of weeks, Alicia's going to do a solo episode. We've never done this in the year and a half. Why am I talking so fast? If my manager was listening, she would tell me to slow down because I always talk too fast. Okay, let's all just take a deep breath in, deep breath out. Okay. It's going to be fine. So today I'm taking the reins and we're just going to ride with this. I've done a little planning, but if you guys know me, I'm not really a planner when it comes to pretty basic. I'm a planner when it comes to literally anything else. Like I will write down in my planner to eat lunch and to like breathe essentially. But when it comes to this podcast, I'd like to just kind of like let my freak flag from. Oh, I thought I had it. Freak flag fly. I thought that we would start off with a little bit of an update because since the last time I recorded, which was like a week ago or so, um, kind of a lot of stuff has been going on in my head and my mental health. And I kind of opened up about it on like Twitter and Instagram, but it's kind of hard to like dive into that obviously in like 160 characters. So today, um, you guys are my therapist and I'm just going to be telling you guys what's been going on with me. And hopefully a lot of you guys can relate when I talked about it online. A lot of people have told me that they resonated. A lot of friends have reached out and told me they felt the same way, which I find a lot of solace in because I seriously feel crazy <laughs> when I'm feeling this way. Um, but basically like two kind of things have been going on. One thing is that I've recently been dealing with a lot more anxiety and uh, I don't want to say depression because that's obvious. Both depression and anxiety are very strong terms, but honestly, it's kind of like a feeling of depression lately. And also I've been dealing with like brain fog and just like head issues. And I, I've just never felt this before. So I truly thought, and I've, I've talked about this a little bit and I feel like I'm just a very open person. So I don't have a problem talking about it, but I switched over to a new birth control about three months ago or so, a little bit over three months ago because I was diagnosed with PCOS. We always meant to do like a whole episode on that, but honestly, we just kind of get caught up in like other things. And I talked about it on YouTube. So it just kind of got brushed under the rug. But about three months ago, a little bit over three months ago, I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. In case you don't know, I've kind of always dealt with it for my whole life. It actually makes weight loss really, really hard as well. Um, later on in the future, it can make it hard for you to get pregnant, which is something that I've always kind of felt in my gut since I was a kid. I don't know why I always just thought maybe I'd have trouble. Hopefully not. I'm not trying right now, but I've just always prayed that it'll be okay when I do eventually want to try. Wow, we're getting deep. Okay. Anyways, getting back to it. I was diagnosed with PCOS and basically what I learned was that the birth control that I had had implanted, which I had the next one on, which is the arm implant, was pretty much the worst form that I could have had. Also, don't worry, I'm going to be editing this episode so our sweet editor Rich doesn't have to listen to me talking about my contraception. <laughs> so um, yeah, basically I found out that that was just like the worst thing for me. In case you don't know what that is, it's like 
a little rod that is implanted into your arm and it sounds worse than it really is just for me I had a really bad experience with it it ended up giving me really bad hormonal acne and I didn't get a period for three years and all these sorts of things so basically when I went in to the doctor three months ago I was like I think there's something wrong I would love to switch to something new so I was prescribed the pill and when I was prescribed the pill the doctor asked me to you know keep it up for like three months just try it out give it a full trial and if you don't like it then come back and we'll give you something new so I did it for three months and during those three months that's when all of a sudden the anxiety and these like thoughts and the brain fog and everything started to come in and I was doing a lot of researching and you know what happens when you go on WebMD and you research what your symptoms are so that was giving me even more stress and I just like thought I was dying all the time and all these sorts of things also I should note that I'm a very dramatic person so you know took that into account as well. Over the past week, I've been like having full on breakdowns and crying every single night. And I just thought like this was all because of the birth control. So as soon as those initial three months were up, I was like, get me on the phone with a doctor. Obviously I can't go into the hospital right now. So I did this phone call with a doctor and I was like, please get me off of this. I need to try something new. So we got on the phone and we did a pros and cons list of like what's been great for me so far with it and what has kind of come with the side effects. And she let me know that a lot of people are dealing with these things and we kind of did like a timeline and tracked it backwards and realized that all of these symptoms that I've been having have also been occurring right at the start of when COVID started to become way more serious. And she wasn't quite able to let me know whether it was the birth control or whether it was just the anxieties that everyone is dealing with with COVID right now. So do you want to know what this doctor told me to do? I was so ready to get on this phone call and this doctor to tell me that something was wrong and all these sorts of things were happening and she would have some like master plan or master medicine to help me, whatever it may be. She told me to go on Headspace and meditate. And I thought she was crazy. And I thought, what kind of doctor is this? But I'm going to be fully honest. I took her advice. And the past few days, I've been doing the meditations in the morning. Um, and it has been helping me so much. So if any of you guys are dealing with anxieties about everything going on right now, I feel you. And if I can give you any advice, I think honestly, like I thought she was crazy try meditation. It really does help. It's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, but it is really nice to just try and be alone with your thoughts and to just push everything out. It's so hard right now with so many different things going on, with different news outlets, with like all my friends telling me different information, with my mom calling me every day with like 50 news articles. My mom's just sends Cal and I in a group chat, like a new news article, like every day. And both of us are like, we get it, Suzanne, we're stressed already. So that's where I've been feeling with that. On the other hand, another thing that I've been feeling is a lot of guilt. And that is when I feel these sorts of anxieties and I feel like I am not in control. I've been crying a lot, honestly, because I feel like I can't get anything right when I was having having these questions about my birth control, I just started like breaking down because I've gone through two different kinds of birth controls now. And I just thought it wasn't right for me. What am I going to do? Am I ever going to be able to find the one that's right for me? Is there even one that's right for me? For me, I also feel a lot of pressure with like weight loss and dieting and health and things like that. I feel like I just can't get that right either sometimes or honestly all the time. Um, I yo-yo and fluctuate a lot and I'm really, really, really hard on myself. So I think 
think knowing all of that, something important to remind yourself and to remember is to be gentle with yourself. Trust me, I'm working on it too. But I think in a way of like, I feel like I can't get my birth control right. I feel like I can't, you know, lose weight and keep it off. It's life. It's okay. Not everything is going to always make sense. And a big thing that I've had to learn is to just give up control. Sometimes you have to just let life be life. Sometimes you have to not have everything figured out. Sometimes you have to not plan everything. But lately when I'm crying and I have these anxieties about everything going on in the world and I'm stressed out, I feel this guilt because I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to feel these things. Like so many people are going through so much worse in the world. There are people who are dying, people who are losing their family members and can't even have funerals for them. People are losing their jobs. People's livelihoods are at stake. People are on the front lines putting their lives at risk for others. I have nothing to be complaining about while I'm sitting at home and working from home as usual. I am so lucky to have a roof over my head and have a job still and be able to just have my friends and family be safe and just home. So that's been something that's been going on in my head a lot too and that's kind of what I dove into online but after talking to my friends and my family about all these feelings that I'm having and it's so hard because you're so conflicted like you have this anxiety but at the same time you're also like beating yourself down being like no you're not allowed to feel that so after talking to friends and family I've kind of come to the conclusion that I need to go back to my idea and my little statement that I feel like I say a lot on this podcast which it's even hard for me to remember sometimes which is that your feelings are valid So in this sense, of course my feelings are valid. I don't know what's going on in the world. I'm scared. You're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel. And don't put a damper on those feelings. Don't talk down to yourself. Don't feel like you're not able to feel whatever it is. But most importantly, be sure to check your privilege and be so grateful for everything that you do have. And on top of that, help out as much as you can, whether that is donating to relief funds or just spreading awareness, whatever it may be, do your part. I'm just trying to share with you guys what I am trying to teach myself right now. Ultimately, I think a big idea to keep in mind, again, is just you can't always be in control all the time. You have to be able to give up control and let the universe or God or whatever you believe in do its thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know another thing that you can't control? Fuck boys. I recently tweeted something so funny. You know when you're just like doing the dishes or like, what else do I do in the house right now? Like cleaning my closet, cooking some food. Just a random story will pop into your head. I thought of this hilarious story and I tweeted about it because I realized I've never told anybody this story and everyone was like oh my god talk about it on pretty basic it was like split between the room it was like talk about it on pretty basic and the other thing was like wow this is the most Remy thing I've ever heard so I'm sure we've all dealt with a fuck boy at some point in our lives at one point I was so hyper obsessed with this guy and honestly this reminds me of the TikTok trend and I should have made it a video because it would have gone viral you know when the girl's like weeping and she's doing like something really funny like cutting her hair or just like something that you do when you're just like 
sad about a guy and then all of a sudden the phone goes ding and then she looks at the phone and then she's like fine and starts texting him back that is legitimately what I did a few years ago I was so sad over a guy that I was hung up on that was so bad to me and I had no idea how bad it was that he like didn't reply to me for like a while I Alicia and I need to go into a full breakdown of this guy because it is so unbelievably funny and also now that I think about it I'm like how the heck did you let that happen like I feel stupid for letting myself just get like taken advantage of for so long anyways he didn't text me back for like two weeks or something like I was probably most likely getting ghosted and then I went home and in a haste I was like F this guy and I took this picture that I had of us and I started to burn it so that his face would burn out and that I felt so much better and I was like you know girl boss you know miss moving on and then all of a sudden ding I look at my phone he had texted me back I scream I grab the picture out of my sink still in flames still on fire I blow it out as fast as I can I ended up throwing out the picture eventually I think I cut him out eventually later because I was like scared about burning my apartment down but I cut him out of the picture later on when he didn't reply to me like a couple months later but I have proof I have the picture I should probably post it on the pretty basic Instagram but um we'll see we'll see if I feel ballsy enough to do that but I just thought that was a funny fuckboy story to share okay moving on big news Can you believe that Gigi and Zayn are having a baby? First off, this is the only story that I brought today because it's the only one that matters. I did not know that Gigi and Zayn were together. I also have to admit that a very large chunk of my quarantine time has been spent looking up videos of Perry and Zayn when they were together slash when Perry and Zayn broke up slash just, you know, the post things. You know, like when Perry, first of all, shout out to my ex is about Zayn and literally they give a call out to Gigi. I am a little mixed stan, by the way. Anyways, I did not know that Gigi and Zayn got back together. So good for them. Very excited. And I'm sure their baby is going to be the most beautiful thing in the world. I grew up as a true directioner. Wow. (laughs) Just thinking about them chokes me up. I was such a fan of One Direction. I watched them on The X Factor and then they got huge after What Makes You Beautiful, Gotta Be You. My favorite all-time song has to be Stockholm Syndrome and or Magic, just letting you know. But... I mean, I was personally a hairy girl, but looking back at old videos, I didn't realize how talented Zayn was. He truly, I think, might have carried the vocals for the group. Please don't come for me when I say that. You guys, when I say directioners ride harder, directioners are truly, I think the, okay, no, BTS first. In case you didn't know, my mom is a BTS stan. Go check out her Twitter. She's literally a BTS stan account. BTS fans are first. After that, truly comes directioners with like cutthroat fandoms. It's insane. So apparently, I guess a few days before Gigi announced that she was pregnant, was her birthday party and Bella had made an Instagram story and like panned over the table with the cake and the presents and everything and I guess she put like an emoji or blurred out or covered up one of the birthday bags for some reason no one knew why and that is when the directioners got to work apparently they like looked it up and the bag (laughs) was a we all have way too much time right now on our hands the bag was a bag from target like a gift bag and it said like welcome little one or it was like a pink bag with like a giraffe on it or something along those lines but 
These people literally scoured the internet catfish style to find this baby bag to then put together that she was pregnant before she announced it. I truly believe that if the FBI were filled with, I don't know, directioners and like women who think that their boyfriends are cheating, oh my God, we would solve every case every single case anyways i just thought that was some fun pop culture and the only thing that i was really interested in this week okay moving on i thought i'd do a little solo q a i went online and i tweeted out to you guys and i did a little instagram story and asked you guys to ask me some questions so let's jump into it first up we're getting heavy someone asked her name is pamela asked dealing with toxic parents and i think Obviously, everyone's parental dynamic is so different. Everyone has a completely different upbringing, different story. And in no way am I saying that my parents were toxic. Mom, dad, my dad actually listens. Dad, if you're listening, I love you so much. Mom, love you so much. I think everybody in the world has the ability to have toxic tendencies. So I think if I've learned anything as an adult now, it is that your parents are just normal people and you really have to cut them some slack sometimes. I grew up as a first generation American. Both my parents moved to the States when they were young, but both of them were born in Seoul, South Korea. My dad came when he was six. My mom came when she was eight, I believe. I might have messed that up. Sorry, guys. And obviously in all different cultures, everyone is raised very differently. So I was kind of raised in a little bit of a traditional Korean household while also being very Americanized. Obviously, I grew up in Orange County, California, which I am distancing myself from right now social distancing myself because of those protests that are going on at the Orange County beaches I have no ties to that whatsoever I don't know Orange County I've never heard of Orange County I am appalled that people are doing that but back to it I grew up obviously in Southern California there were definitely some times growing up where my parents would you know have a certain technique or whatever it may be that I wouldn't agree with and I would say I hate you and I don't understand and all these sorts of things when you're a child when you're especially when you're a teenager you don't understand why your parents are doing certain things I promise you as you get older you start to understand more and more that they are just normal people trying to figure out how to be a parent. They have no idea what they're doing. You really need to cut them some slack. I swear this whole thing just dawned on me a couple years ago, but I think if you are growing up, you're living with your parents and you feel like they're doing something that's unfair and you don't understand why they're doing that, just know they're trying their best, I'm sure, and there is a reason for what they're doing and why they're doing it. And try your best to go easy on them. That's my advice for that. Okay, moving on. This might be weird. Oh, this is from my friend Shannon. Maybe talk about how you budgeted slash saved money to buy a house. So again, obviously everybody's incomes are different. Everybody's budgeting plans are different. But for me, I kind of always knew I wanted to buy a house. Obviously, I always had savings for a house. But when I kind of started to realize that I was getting closer to kind of moving in or just purchasing a house in general, I started to save more and more. It's very important, obviously, to budget. I think that a really good idea is to take your monthly income, whatever that might be, and budget it out by budgeting, obviously, necessities like rent, utilities, food, everything like that. Have a chunk devoted to savings and then have a chunk devoted to just like fun money, whatever that may be. Again, obviously, everybody's plans are different, but I think you should always be saving for whatever big thing it might be, whether it's a house or if you want to invest in stocks or you want to buy a car whatever 
thing that is, um, always have that in the back of your mind. And as you get closer and closer, you'll know when sort of your time is coming. And then that's when you can start investing a little bit more into that fund. Okay. Next up from Mad X One of One, who we talked about last week, actually, um, she asked, "Any tips on growing a business? How did you go from the clipboard brush wash to this?" Which I can go back. My best friend Kaylee, out of literally nowhere, she's been my best friend since seventh grade, and used to make fun of me for my YouTube channels. Texted me at ten thirty-five p.m. Remember when you hot glued a purple clipboard to wash your makeup brushes, and now you're living in a mansion with your hot boyfriend? Pretty cool. Um, that was a wonderful text to receive. It made me laugh and made me think about literally being in my parents' bathroom when I was home and like 17 making YouTube videos. And for real, this is a really good DIY. Take a hot glue gun and then take the hot glue and like squiggle on to a plastic clipboard. So like do squiggles, do dots, do like lines, chevron, whatever it may be. Ooh, chevron. We're throwing it back to like (laughs) the sorority girls in 2017. Okay. So do that with your clipboard and then let it dry and then put some soap on it, put some water on it and then rub your makeup brushes all over it. And you've got a DIY makeup brush cleaner, guys. I was innovative at 17. Anyways, back to what I was saying. How do you go from a clipboard brush wash to this? So for me personally, I can only speak obviously from my own experiences, but I worked especially hard on YouTube and that is where I was able to really grow my fan base and where I was able to really form a steady income. So I'll tell you my YouTube tips. I don't know if it's going to be able to apply to everything else, but I'll try to make it. I think just hard work and consistency is so big. For me, I took a year off of college and I worked so tirelessly on YouTube. You guys, you don't even know. That was kind of like the most pivotal time for me and also kind of like the most imperative time was that one year that I took off like from that year that kind of set the tone for everything else so I worked literally every day from like morning to night barely slept worked so hard honestly I don't recommend working that hard because you will burn out but I was like 19 and I just really 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 wanted to do it But definitely have that drive in you and just work so hard on your craft, whatever it may be, whether it's YouTube, whether it's tie-dye sets, whether it's making stickers on Etsy, whether it's making doormats, whether it's whatever it may be, just put the work in and find whatever you're truly passionate about because when you're passionate, it doesn't feel like work. And that's why I was able to work, you know, 18 hours a day on YouTube and just going to the store every day, buying craft supplies, going home, filming, editing, coming up with ideas, whatever it was. So... To me, I never felt tiring because I just loved it so, so much. And I had this like light at the end of the tunnel, which was I want to do this. I want to become a business. I want to make this happen for me. So I think that obviously the hard work, the consistency, also a really big thing that's just blown up since I was 19 living at college making YouTube videos is just social media in general. I think a really good idea to have, and this is something that I'm trying to work on too, is just branding yourself. Come up with like catchphrases and color schemes and all these sorts of things you can keep tying back to have that like root or kind of like the moral of your company. I think that is a really good idea to have and something that I feel like I'm kind of working backwards now on because I've been doing it for so long. And there's always those like underlying kind of brand ideas and things and like the morals again, as I said, that just come out naturally, but kind of tie it all together into one little package so people can like come to your site or whatever it is you're selling or your YouTube channel and like see like, okay, this is what they are, this is what they do. So again, I'm trying to work on that, but I think that is some good advice. 
Okay, next up from my manager, projects you're working on. I am super excited because I, for the first time, am making merch. I have never made merch before. I'm talking about like apparel merch, like sweatshirts and t-shirts and things. A couple years ago, I did have a skincare line called Honey Pop, which I actually get asked a lot, what happened to it? Is it still a thing? And to answer the questions, no, it's not a thing anymore. I just kind of felt like it was an old Remy project. And you know how like people drop new lines of merch and you know, like a new sweatshirt design and then that goes away and then they come out with something new. It's kind of like a similar idea. I loved the project so much. I loved the team. I loved the partners. I had an amazing experience, but after about a year or so, I kind of realized like, I don't think this is really me anymore. And I just, I had changed a lot. My ideas have changed. My lifestyle had changed. And I just decided to move on and try something new. So for the first time ever, I am doing merch. Also pretty basic merch is coming. We promise we're working on it. I'm now doing two merch, merches, merch high <laughs> at the same time. And I am so ridiculously excited. I haven't had this like passion for anything to like create something in so long. So I'm so excited. I have this like fire within me. I have all the time in the world right now, obviously to work on designs and ideas and I'm just having a really good time with it. All right, what's it like living with your boyfriend during quarantine? So, in case you guys did not know, I am living with my boyfriend. We did not intend on living together. So originally our plan was for him to move in when his lease was up, but I moved in and then the week after the stay-at-home order kicked in and we both kind of just didn't even talk about it. It was kind of like an unspoken thing. I think more so he felt like he couldn't leave me alone during quarantine because I would just cry myself to sleep every night. So he moved in essentially just like has been living here. And then his lease is actually up now next month. So we ended up just like living together way earlier than we planned. And it has been an absolute dream. Obviously we fight. We're a normal couple. We just hit nine months like two days ago. So, you know, it's been a, a solid amount of time now and we definitely like know how each other work and we, you know, we bicker, we fight, whatever it may be that normal couples do. But he is so nice and so helpful and he really treats this as if we're like 50-50. So like, you know, we work really well together. We're like, I'll wash the clothes. He folds them and puts them away. We do like all the chores together, which makes it feel so much less like I'm like not a mom or a babysitter. I've seen so many TikToks of these girls being like, oh my God, my boyfriend doesn't do like any dishes or cook at all and all these sorts of things. And for us, it's like a very even dynamic that we didn't even have to talk about, which I really enjoy. Um, so, so far it's been a breeze. Next question. Speaking of Cal, someone asked, tell us more about meeting Cal, which I saw this question and I realized I've never told anybody this. Okay. So as we all know, I met Cal on Hinge and it was wonderful and he's super great and all these sorts of things. But what you don't know is when we first matched on Hinge, uh, you know, I thought he was really cute and everything, but I was, I never told this to anyone. I was just so tired of dating. I was so tired of just guys being like assholes and just getting my heart broken and putting myself out there and just getting my heart stomped on. <laughs> I was just exhausted and I didn't even realize how like exhausting dating was because for me, I hadn't dated for so long because I was scared to put myself out there. Then I went through the whole lifestyle change and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to date. And then for like two years, I dated and I kept putting myself out there and putting myself out there and putting myself out there until one day I was like, this 
sucks. Why am I doing this? So that is literally the time that I matched with Cal on Hinge. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to do my thing. I'm not going to worry about dating anyone or if he calls me back or whatever it may be. So... (laughs) Oh my god, I matched with Cal and I had every intention on just hooking up with him and then never talking to him again. And that is the night that I met my soulmate. (laughs) How did you get into the mindset to lose the weight? I'm really struggling getting there. So I've talked about this before. I have gone through the whole struggle of trying to lose weight so much. To be fully honest, I'm going through it right now. It is a tough thing. And then going back again to the start of this episode, Be gentle with yourself. It's something that's kind of out of your control. I think this advice ties into the weight loss. It ties into friendship breakups. It ties into so many different things that I've experienced in my life. And that is you just kind of have to hit a breaking point. And what I mean by that is that, you know, for the weight loss aspect, you trying to lose weight, it's not going to happen on the first time to be fully candid. And I'm sorry, it sucks to hear. You kind of have to go through it a few times to finally hit your breaking point to then really kick it into gear and be like, I am sick of this. I am not going to do this. I am not going to put up with this anymore. I am going to change my lifestyle. I went through that whole like yo-yo thing of like starting the diet and then giving up and then starting the diet and then giving up and then starting like six times as a child. I was like in middle school trying to lose weight and it just didn't work for me. I was on Weight Watchers when I was in middle school. Didn't work for me. It wasn't until I turned 22 that it finally like clicked for me and I was like, I'm doing this for me. I had hit my rock bottom. Same thing happens with hooking up with an F boy. You do it and you like hate yourself and then you go back and then you do it and you hate yourself and you go back and you just keep doing that until you finally are like, I deserve so much better than this. And then I kid you not, They text you, you could not care less. You just have to go through it and it truly sucks so much. I know it's so hard in every aspect, whether it's weight loss, whether it's dating, whether it's work, whether it's family, whatever it is, friendships, you have to go through it, but you learn so much about yourself throughout the whole process. How's your first relationship going? Is it what you expected? Uh, mm. (laughs) I think, well, first off, no, it's definitely not what I expected. Um, I keep thinking back a lot of times to what Alicia told me back when I was like unsure about these guys that I was dating and felt like I was just getting my heart broken all the time and I would be so set on someone that wasn't right for me. She would tell me, you know what, Rem, love you so much, but just because you have a boyfriend doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. And I think about that a lot and not saying that Cal is not a good boyfriend because he's literally like the best thing that ever happened to me. But there are definitely times where it's hard and there's times where we fight and there's times where we disagree and there's times where we're annoyed with each other and, you know, it's not always rainbows and sunshines and I feel like I'm truly living that now. So I think that's something to keep in mind and I truly didn't know and I obviously wouldn't have known until I experienced it firsthand. Um, He is an amazing partner. Again, he's so helpful. He takes such good care of me. My, oh my God, it was so cute, you guys. I called my dad the other day and we were on the phone for like an hour just chatting. And then when I was about to hang up, he's like, hey, can you put me on the phone with Cal? And I was like, oh no, what's happening? So I gave Cal the phone and it was on speaker and my dad was like, hey Cal, I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking such good care of Remy right now, especially in this time where her mom and I can't be there and we're so worried about her. It's so nice that we're able to, you know, lean on you and really that you're going to be helping her and she's helping you and da 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 and I was sobbing probably was the birth control but I was sobbing so 
it's been great and I've learned a lot so far. I've learned so much and love him to death. He's great. Okay. Next up, advice on losing your V card. Whew. Okay. If I can give any advice to this about this whole idea, what am I trying to say? This subject. <laughs> I would say if there is ever a time to be selfish in your life, it is regarding this subject. I think that this is something that is only for you to worry about. It is truly only yours. Don't let anybody else convince you when you should lose it, what you should do. When you feel like it's the right time, then it's the right time. If you end up, you know, misjudging it and choosing the wrong person, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. The world isn't gonna crumble. It's truly something that's so important and so unimportant at the same time. And I hope that everyone understands that metaphor that I'm trying to portray here, but it's the, the juxtaposition between it is so crazy. If you want to take it seriously, obviously take it seriously. If you don't want to take it seriously, then don't. It is your choice and don't let anybody pressure you into doing something you don't want to do. How do you deal with people hating on you constantly? I, to be fully honest, cry a lot, <laughs> but I've truly learned that it is so easy to close my computer put my phone down, whatever it is, and just walk away. Everything that's giving me stress is on this screen. If I close it and I turn it off, it all goes away. So when I'm having a day where I just feel like I messed up and I feel like I can't get that right again, again, going into that whole feeling that I've been having, I just close my computer, I take the day off, I go talk to my friends. Lately, obviously it's been Cal. I go talk his ear off about how I feel and what I feel like I did wrong and what I feel like you know, people are getting mad at me for whatever it may be and just talking it out. Sometimes I'll just talk to myself. It really truly helps me to feel a little bit more sane and just kind of get all my ideas in check. And another time, if I just get a straight up hate comment, I cry. But I also remind myself that when you are in a really good state of mind, when you are so happy, when you are just on the up and up, the last thing that you want to do is bring someone down. Really, truly think about like the last time you were like really, really happy. Everything was like feeling like it was, you know, in check. Everything was good. You wouldn't want to go online and write a mean comment to someone you don't even know. When you think about it, whoever is leaving you a mean comment or saying something not very nice is probably not having a good day or just, you know, things aren't really going their way. They feel a little lost themselves. Maybe they feel like they can't get anything right. That's what you have to keep in mind, and that's kind of what helps me get through it. Tips for how to maintain a positive mindset and be open-minded. Also, at least so much. I love you too. And one thing that I've realized that I kind of do naturally that has helped me a lot, first of all, just like make friends, also just kind of be more positive on a day-to-day -day basis is just accepting people for who they are. And that's helped me just be... I think a good friend to people. I think a lot of people feel like they can just come to me to talk about things because, you know, if they mess up, if they do something bad, then I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. How are we going to fix this? Rather than judging someone because I mess up all the time. I would hate if I went to my friend and was like, ah, I did this. And they're like, well, you know, you're a dumb bitch. So... <laughs> I go to friends. I go to people like Alicia. I go to people like Ollie who are like, Rem, you're going to do what you want to do. I'm here for you no matter what. I've had Alicia when I was being actually a dumb bitch tell me and like sit down like, Rem, I understand that this is like something you're going through and no matter what, 
the thing to keep in mind is I am team REM. So do what you want. I'm always going to be here for you. And that's kind of what I try to do too with people and have people feel like they can come to me with anything and I'll always be there for them and I'll never judge them. And that's truly how I keep a positive mindset about everything. And just remembering that things happen for a reason. So if I'm having an off day, you know, it's okay. Tomorrow's going to be better and it's happening for whatever reason it might be. How do you accept the end of a friendship or learn to let go of someone who doesn't reciprocate your feelings? Who? <laughs> I lost my breath again. This is truly something that I feel like I've become an expert on and I've lost friends. Everybody's lost friends. Everybody's liked someone that didn't like them back and it sucks so badly, but I truly think in my sorority recruitment way of thinking, trust in the process, as annoying as that sounds, it's so true. I think everybody comes into your life to teach you a lesson. And if I look back on the friends that I've lost and the guys that didn't end up working out that I so, so badly wanted to work out at the time when they left my life, it felt so catastrophic. And I felt like, oh my God, how am I going to live without these people? Some of these people like I thought would be standing next to me at my wedding. Some people I thought would literally, I'd be married to. (laughs) Some people, you know, you just, you think about all these things. They were friends that I've had since I was a kid, friends that I met in college, friends that I met in high school, all these sorts of people that I just, at so many different times in my life, I met. And I think just remembering that you guys are just not meant to be in each other's lives right now is what you need to remember. There have been friends that I've lost that unfortunately have not come back into my life now. And there are friends that I've been so lucky to have come back into my life, but it wasn't until I truly let go of them and realized that, you know, they're in my life for a reason. And I learned so many amazing things from them. I hope that I taught them so many amazing things, but we're just not meant to be friends right now. For instance, my wonderful friend Hillary, I met in college and we were absolutely inseparable. She is like the funniest, most loyal ride or die girl that I know. And unfortunately, At one point in our lives, she was going through a time where she was really unsure about her career. And so she would take that out on me. And I had just gone through my whole weight loss change. And I turned into a person that I'm not proud of. I was very vain. I was very self-absorbed. And I could only talk about, you know, what I was eating and how much weight I had lost and how much I had been working out and all these sorts of things. And I didn't even realize it. So we ended up just really butting heads. And it was not a good friendship we ended up having like a a mini blow up at the end and just kind of like stopped talking and then years went by and of course I missed her and it took those years that we weren't friends to really reflect and realize what I had done wrong and how I would change and how I would take that and implement that into my new friendships and what I would do differently to maintain these friendships and not do that again and luckily enough a couple years later she reached back out and was like hey I would love to talk and I was so, so, so happy and we were able to sit down and just really like talk everything through and at this point, obviously, we both were like, you know what, we were young, we were dumb, we were stupid, let's get past it but it also felt so good to just really like hash everything out. So, you know, not always are we going to be able to have those people come back into our lives and really be able to apologize and talk everything out but... I think just remembering that things happen for a reason. People come in, people go, people might come back and you kind of just have to like understand that's how life is. Yeah? Yeah. I want to get your reaction. Sorry, what were we talking about again? I I just told them about how... Oh, you wanted to clone Daisy? No. No, 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 no. I told Cal earlier that I want to clone Daisy. In case you didn't know, you can do that to your pet. 
And I thought, okay, Cal's going to pee. So this is a side note. I thought, I've thought about this a long time. Daisy is my love, my life, my shoddy, my wife. Like I would ride or die so hard for that girl. I would do anything for her. In case you don't know, Daisy's my six-year-old Maltese Shih Tzu. So I love her so much. And the I truly think about the day that she leaves me more than I poss- more than I should. So I would love to clone her and make her, you know, stay alive forever. I truly thought that when you clone your dog, I think they started doing it on sheeps originally. When you clone like an animal, I thought that it would only clone them to like look the same. And I always say like, I don't care what she looks like. I love Daisy's temperament. She's so chill, so calm. We're one in the same kind of gal. And so I recently realized as of today, when you clone, not only do you get the same looks, you also get the same temperament, i.e. I'm starting a GoFundMe to clone Daisy. So please go to Pretty Base. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was telling Cal that I wanted to clone Daisy and he had some thoughts on that, which he's still in the bathroom. So we'll wait. All right. Here's the thing. I think it's really cool that you can clone animals and have the same temperament. Like that's crazy. I think that's awesome. But it would be too weird. It'd be way too weird. I wouldn't I would be looking at this clone and I'd be like, this isn't really Daisy. This is a copy. And I was like, you can't call it Daisy. You have to call it Daisy number two. No, imagine I just got another Daisy and named it Daisy and pretended nothing happened. Like I think a lot of like old ladies in like Minnesota do that. You know what I mean? Like they they have like a, a ginger and then she dies, they just get another ginger. But I would know. I, would I wouldn't tell you. I would, wait, that's not why I called you in here, actually. I, w- I was calling in to ask um, for permission to tell everybody that you were originally just a one-night stand. Well, to you, <laughs> which is rude. After our first date, I thought you were great. <laughs> I thought you were great, too. That's why you're here now. <laughs> um, another question. What's it like living with me thus far? And since we weren't planning on originally living together this early on in our relationship, what has your experience been living with me? And um, do you think I'm cute? <laughs> well, first off, let the record show, I do think Remy is cute. Uh, and it's been great. Uh and especially since like you're just starting to move in, there's so much to do and it, it gets us to like work on how we picture things like like our surroundings oh. together. You know what I mean? Like we're working on that together and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, the whole thing has been kind of, uh, it's pretty great. Honestly, I enjoy it. Rate it one out of 10. 10. Thank you so much. I told them that we're really good at like divvying up chores together without even talking about it. Like yeah. I've watched you fold I wash, you put the dishes away, whatever it may be. We're, we're killing it. Long story short, we are killing it. Hi, pretty basic. He says, hi, pretty basic. All right, guys, that about wraps up my solo episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you listened this far, if um, I forgot to mention at the beginning, any Alicia fans, please click off if you just come for Alicia. A little too far into it now to say that. But, ooh, also, guys, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. We are working really hard on it. We have lots of fun content going up for you guys. We're also adapting, obviously, to quarantine, so we're doing fun things like that maybe some zoom things are coming up be sure to rate comment and subscribe to pretty basic if you haven't already and also oh my god alicia's not here i don't know how to end this anymore be sure to keep listening to us on apple Podcasts, spotify google play wherever you're listening to your podcasts and we'll catch you next week love you bye